0: This is Business Impact, a podcast series from UCD College of Business, Ireland's leading business school. I'm your host, Emmett Oliver. On each episode, I'll be joined by world-renowned faculty from across the College of Business, as well as international industry leaders who offer us insight, spark curiosity, and challenge you to rethink how you do business in a changing world. <laughs> welcome back to another edition a fresh edition of business impact can you believe this this is season four of this podcast series coming to you out of the ucd business school set this up in april a number of us a lot of people were involved in putting it together and at that stage i was using a a usb microphone from power city the glamour of it all uh, as the covid pandemic swept in and here we are now in our fourth calendar year i think we're yeah, maybe three or four academic year. And also in what is a season four, which is incredible. And thanks to you all for listening. We've had such an incredible array and eclectic mix of speakers from both inside the business school, outside, you name it. We've rattled through them all. The reason I bring up the early roots of the podcast is because way back at the start, in one of the initial podcasts we did, we were right in the middle of the pandemic. We were talking about, you know, was it a big event? how big it was, what kind of societal and business changes it was going to bring about, all of that sort of stuff. And one of my guests at that stage was an academic called Professor Frederica Pasalia, And she was talking to me a little bit about um, management. She was talking to me about how teams work. And also she was talking to me about low probability, high impact events of which COVID was one. Well, now she's back and she's back wearing a different hat. And she is my guest today in the podcast. And she is now the director She got all of this, by the way, via the podcast, I should stress. She is now the director of the Michael Smurfit Graduate Business School. And so she's very welcome along. Frederica, how
1: are you? Hi, Emmett. Uh, Very well, thank you. And it's a pleasure to be here. And you mentioned I was on uh, the podcast uh, uh, some time ago. Very different time. Delighted to be back in what is somewhat of a quieter and more positive time.
0: Yes, I can even hear the tone of your voice is is more upbeat than when we last both uh, discussed things. Uh, It was uh, just a... A darker, grimmer period. So it's great to have you along in under new auspicious circumstances and with a new job as well, which we're going to talk to you about uh, over the next half hour or so. So uh, people listen in. This is going to be an interesting new era and chapter here at the business school with a lot of different. And interesting priorities being set down. Frederica, first of all, let's talk a little bit about yourself. Um, we, we can kind of guess from the voice that you're from somewhere in Italy, but we don't know where. So do you want to tell us a, little, so a bit about yourself, how you came to UCD and a little bit about your academic background as well?
1: Sure. Uh, so I like you correctly pointed out, uh, I'm originally from Italy. Uh, I've uh, uh, done my uh, undergraduate studies in my hometown of Bologna in Italy. And after that, I was determined to do a PhD. I was determined to be an academic. So I applied and I was uh, admitted to a PhD program in my city in Bologna. But uh, uh, very soon after I joined, there was an opportunity to do a a period abroad, if uh, uh, we want to call it that way, in the University of Alberta, Canada. And uh, without knowing much about it, I decided it was a good move. So I went there, initially determined to be there for a year. I ended up being in Canada for seven years Uh, and uh, yeah, so I did my PhD. I had my first job in the University of Manitoba, uh, still in Canada. And then after that, I started thinking that maybe it was a good time to look back at uh, Europe and uh, UCD was uh, a place that I thought, uh, and, and Dublin uh, was a place that I thought would be a good location for me for my return to, to Europe. And I've been in, uh, uh, in the College of Business in UCD since 2009. So it's been about uh, 14 years that I'm, I'm based here.
0: And I was just going to say, Bologna was described recently by CNBC as, as one of the most under-neglected cities in the sense of it's not as famous as some of other Italian cities, but it has everything. It's very walkable, credible architecture and the food. Sometimes on, on rainy days like we have today when we're recording this here in Dublin, uh, you must be slightly misty-eyed about <laughs> having left there, because it looks like a wonderful place to live.
1: You no, know, no, it it is a great place, and I think one uh, commonality it has, one of the many it has with Dublin, is it's a university city. You do get that uh, that feel of being uh, really embedded in the in the uh, university life. But certainly, having spent seven years in Canada, it's quite of a distant memory. And I'm delighted to be here, even on a misty day like today.
0: Now, Frederica, you, you've obviously been in the management discipline, which is a really broad, very competitive discipline globally with a lot of academics uh, feeding into research in that area. Um, but you've now changed, as of two weeks ago, newly appointed director of the Michael Smurfit Graduate Business School. It's great to have you on board. What made you, you know, take up that opportunity? Obviously, you were enjoying your academic work. You've been doing it for a long time now. You're, you're re- well-published. You're, you're a well-known and regarded teacher as well. So what made you take that step into academic management, if we can call it that?
1: In fairness, I have been already involved in academic management. So the, the administrative side of uh, being an academic uh, since few years ago, I, uh, when I joined uh, the College of Business, I had the opportunity after... I would say a few months uh, to be a program director. So I was the program director for six years of the uh, of our MSE in strategic management. At the time it was called strategic management and planning, but the program still exists and has thrived since. And uh, uh, while I was in that role, I had the possibility of interacting with our students and uh, seeing how they were engaging with us, how they found our curriculum, Uh, how to make their curriculum and their experience engaging and interesting. So I did have a sense from the program side at that time. And then uh, in the last six years, I've been, uh, still am, the uh, subject area head for the management subject area. So I've been moved from a bit of an interface between the faculty side and the student side. So as subject area head, you would be more responsible on the the smooth running of, of modules within programs which has kind of given me a complementary but a, a rich perspective of how to make the programs to keep the programs interesting and to make sure that uh, uh, the, the allocation of module is such that uh, the the academics find it fulfilling, but also deliver a great experience to our students. So really when the opportunity to take on this new role came along, I did see it as building a lot on my prior experiences and giving me an opportunity to broaden my uh, understanding and my contributions to, to our college and to our students and to our faculty as well. So it's kind of been a long journey, but I think I'm really looking forward to the next stage of this journey.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you're, you're coming in at the time of a new UCD president, uh, Dr. Orla Feely, as well. Changes going on and, and policy reviews and looking at things afresh, which is all to be very much welcomed. In terms of your own priorities then, Frederica, I mean, obviously, business schools highly competitive. There's obviously league tables, accreditation, there's a lot going on in the area. There's so many business schools now. It is almost congested, you could say, in some respects. So what do you see as your, your own priorities? I know it's very early in. You're only a fortnight into the job, so um, maybe it's still about feeling your way into the role. But, but is, there, is there certain things that you would pick out and say, they're the things I want to achieve during my time in this job?
1: Yes, for sure. I mean, th- when I decided to 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 put my hat in the ring for the role, I did have, a, a, I really took a hard uh, look at what I thought I could bring to the role and what I thought it would be a way to continue uh, the, the trajectory and, and to deepen the, the reputation and the standing that the uh, Smurfett School has. And one of them that kind of feeds in and builds on uh, some of the activities I've been involved in recent years and i could see the value of them was uh, uh that of really uh, making sure that our portfolio of, of programs would uh, continue to be cutting edge would continue to be uh, timely and relevant for our students and uh, doing that also meant uh, uh, capturing and drawing on trends that are broad trends that are taking place in in the broad marketplace and just to mention a few that uh, uh, that are very close to my uh, to my my heart and are among my priorities uh, one of them is making sure that uh, uh, we build on the uh, of the learnings that we've had during our uh, years of just to get back to what you were saying before the years of the pandemic that have uh, uh, very suddenly brought us to uh, to require we have required us to deliver online uh, without really having had much time to think about it. We really jumped into it, but. We did do we did do this uh, successfully, and we were able to uh, really upskill in terms of what it is, what is involved in delivering a high quality uh, teaching experience online, uh, more flexible, uh, more responsive in a way, uh, and really requiring us to engage our students through different means. And we find found that not only we were very effective in doing that, but also the market was shifting along with us. So I think in that respect, it was a co-evolution between our skill set and what the market is demanding in terms of more flexible uh, programs and modules, uh, more flexible modes of engagement. And uh, uh, this, this kind of learnings, which since have uh, been well-established, have informed our thinking in the last few years uh, in uh, uh, trying to offer more hybrid programs, more online programs. And just to name a couple maybe that I was uh, closely involved with and I think that they're going to be uh, developing further in the future. They're already uh, big successes at the moment. Uh, We've launched about two years ago uh, MSC in uh, uh, project management with a hybrid format. And that was responsive to uh, trends we noticed in the postgraduate, especially in the part-time uh, among part-time students of having more flexible ways of engagement especially at that time around location and uh, now that program is in its second year is starting its second year and uh, uh, more recently we launched our fully uh, first fully online program master program our master in management online this is an actual fully uh, online program and uh, it's a first for the college uh, going forward i do see more uh, online programs or hybrid experiences that have that flexibility element embedded into it, but still with the signature experience of being a square fit program. I also do see us building, continuing to build uh, even more on our uh, areas of strength, uh, most of which are uh, areas of strength that we build on our research, but also uh, areas of dynamic trends that are emerging in the marketplace, such as, for example, uh, a requirement from the company side, but also an interest from the student side in uh, uh, more sustainability focus in the curriculum, uh, greater consideration of, say, the role of disruptive technologies. So, all of these teams, which are teams where we have as a school, we have a, a strong. Research tradition, we uh, do really good cutting edge work, G- being announced in a way, the academics were bringing their insight, insights of, of their work, of their research, in the teaching, in the classroom.
0: In terms of making programmes reflective, I suppose there's always that traditional delicate balance between, you know, the academic integrity of a programme, uh, but equally reflecting the workplace, reflecting practice out there. Uh, do you see that as, as a hard balance to strike?
1: I don't see it as a hard balance. Of course, there has to be a balance, but uh, it's actually more building on areas of complementarity. I think that our programs have uh, a long tradition of being informed uh, and in a way co-constructed along with our industry partners. Our program need to prepare our graduates to be uh, to thrive in the marketplace. And doing so means making sure they're aware of what is relevant to uh, to be successful in the marketplace. But at the same time, our research also speaks, uh, the research our academics do, speaks to the practice of business. And so I don't see it as a a, a hard uh, compromise to make. I I actually see it as a self-reinforcing link that we have between our research and uh, what is relevant to uh, businesses and what's relevant to policymakers.
0: And in terms of the students then that we have, obviously we have undergrads, we have postgrads we have people that come in on on other types of uh, modules as well but in in terms of the mix of them you know both background uh, gender national origin etc are are you looking for more diversity in the student body are you happy enough where where UCD uh, Smurfit is at the moment?
1: Well I think UCD and Smurfit have made uh, significant strides in increasing the diversity of our student body and especially we've uh, uh, taken significant steps on dimensions related, for example, to greater gender representation, greater gender balance, especially on programs. So as for example, the MBA is one of them, but also some on the, the say, for example, the, the finance size, that traditionally, not just in, in the Smurfit School, but uh, in business schools worldwide, have had a bit less balance in terms of uh, females being maybe less uh, represented in these programs. So we've taken significant steps to really listen to uh, this demographic, trying to see what were the impediments that, uh, that may have prevented their coming into the program. And uh, we've seen greater, greater representation across all our programs. We are close to having uh, gender parity in, in the majority of them, especially the MBA, I, uh, I'm aware i have made significant uh, steps in this direction. We plan to continue doing this, continuing with initiatives we already have in place. And uh, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you mentioned also geographical. Uh, my view is uh, that uh, uh, talent is student talent, like academic talent, any type is very mobile. So the Smurfit School does want to have, uh, uh, you know, ways to harness that mo- that mobility, making sure the best student, the most talented students do consider and come to the Smurfit School for their uh, studies. So this certainly is a key priority for myself along with, and it really kind of, if you think of it, uh, uh, it's self-reinforcing if the programs are attractive, if the programs are timely and they are responsive to what is relevant for businesses and what's relevant for generally the way we engage in the workplace, then the mobile talent and the best and brightest students will be coming and considering and joining our for School.
0: Now, Frederica, I, I, the next question I'm going to ask a lot of people grapple with. So you, you're excused if you don't give a completely and utterly, <laughs> you know, thorough answer because there is no real definitive answer. But a lot of people will always ask, what is the purpose of a business education in the year 2023? Is it to get a job is it to earn a lot of money is it to have a a long and fulfilling career is it to just as i said earlier to do to be educated for education's sake just to learn and, and pick up knowledge so all of those are kind of valid and at various times they've been in the vanguard in terms of the way you look at business education what do you think it's kind of core purposes if i can use that awful phrase in the year 2023 like what is it to you
1: you're right in saying that this is a uh, somewhat of a debated hotly debated uh, uh, point you know wh- what do business schools should strive to do in terms of their approach to educating our students and the work we do in general from my perspective and i think it's a representative of the of the perspective of our community as well business schools exist for impact exist for impact both at the level of our students so we want to make sure the experience they have with us is memorable that is relevant so that they come here and they're transformed in the way they approach business uh, they, they have a new perspective of what they can do in their career to to have an impact on the, the businesses they join, but also on the society they inhabit. So certainly education for education's sake is, is like you said, it's, there probably is a merit in that, but it's not quite uh, what I would be considering at this stage as the main inspiring point of uh, of how I approach the role. For me, business schools should be striving to have an impact And uh, uh, this really reflective of what I noticed our students are looking for as well. So the new new generations, everybody can see it also when you see any discussion forum they have. They want to join organizations that have this desire to make an impact. So it makes sense to me that uh, the place where they do come for their studies is a place that have a similar mindset to them and to the organizations they will join.
0: Now everyone obviously is competing for for this mobile education talent that you say it's probably quite different from the uh, Irish university scene of the 50s and 60s which was very much a domestic scene and and very much a minority scene most people only finished at secondary level so in terms of this modern competition for places and, and students and resources is one of those things that you're going to use, is is it Dublin, is it Ireland or what What are the things that will be the pull factors that will bring students to Smurfit? Is there certain things that you think we have strengths and is then there other areas that we need to, to make some improvements in your view?
1: Well, I think you mentioned Dublin, uh, the fact that uh, the Smurfit School is located in the city of Dublin and is located in Ireland is certainly a very big advantage. Is very big attractor for the reason that uh, uh, there is so much of a thriving ecosystem here. Uh, There's a a lot of multinationals are located here. There's a big community of alumni, not only in Irish uh, businesses, but also in multinational, international companies. So certainly the fact that the SmartFit School is embedded in this ecosystem has historical ties and they're close ties whereby our alumni community is very involved with us. And, and we have gen, general business, well, strong business connections. I could see from talking to our students is certainly something that is a strong attractor for them. I think also, and uh, that, as I said before, kind of complements this, uh, our real, uh, one of the, our, another real advantage we have is that we have a, a reputation for impact and reputation for what we call a transformative experience we've really invested in developing this experience further. So when you join the SmartFit School, it's not just our curriculum is cutting edge. Uh, We want to make sure that students uh, become aware and become engaged with uh, uh, topical issues of relevance for businesses and society, but it's also an element of developing what we call the softer skills. So there are opportunities for leadership development, so opportunities for students to start thinking of themselves as leaders in their future careers so and and elements of just connectivity within uh, students existing in the program, in the uh, school at a specific time, but also already start offering potential mentoring opportunities with alumni. So it's really about creating that buzz of of being in this perfect school and giving them a sense of what could be, what will be, their uh, their career and their career trajectory, not just where they're going to join the organisations they will join when they graduate from here, but also what their career trajectory in uh, in the future, because of having been in the Smurfit school, could be.
0: Now, in terms of um, the impediments or the blockers, if you want to call it that, to, to, to getting more overseas students, as you say, into Smurfit uh, to complement the domestic students, is the particular things that you see as blockers or things that can be done to facilitate bigger numbers. Obviously, you know, word of mouth still is absolutely vital in this area and carries a real currency. So how do you see that whole area where, as I said, it's it's intense competition that goes on and, and how do you see Smurfit fitting into that?
1: Well, now you spoke about impediments, and there is an impediment I think is at the forefront of everybody's mind. Uh, that, uh, uh, unfortunately, we locally can't do much about. Is just the cost of living. So that, uh, and th- that is, uh, uh, I-, I think it's uh, it's something that all universities and uh, in Ireland are grappling with. Just kind of something that will have to be worked on. I'm aware of initiatives in this space, but this is certainly something that is likely to be at the forefront of some of our students. But uh, uh, certainly you mentioned the, the word of mouth. I did notice that uh, is a very strong, uh, very strong attractor. The fact that we've had, we have students who have been in the school. They found the experience relevant, memorable. And we have noticing now more and more students coming and saying that they have been in touch. They've reached out on social media or through personal networks to other students who would have been here before them. And they were told this is a, a really good place to be. And it's a, a place where one could actually get, uh, you know, like a, an opportunity to increase their skills, develop further valuable skills. So that is certainly, I mean, I think it, it's something that is going to be even more important going forward. And we want to make sure our students have a great experience so that the word of mouth will be even more powerful in, in, for us going forward.
0: Yeah, I'm supposed to make the audience aware that you're you're a price taker in the sense that you you don't control the cost of living, as you say, you don't control the cost of accommodation. For example, these are national and international problems. I suppose the only thing that that is um, uh, worth context pointing out is you know a lot of cities across Europe and in North America. Are suffering with these similar institutional problems, so it's not something that you can uniquely do. But I suppose that makes it all the more necessary to emphasise the quality of the programmes then to, to offset those other challenges.
1: Yeah, and the fact that we have continued to have a, a strong development in terms of quality of students, uh, it, it's a, it's a testament to this perfect experience. There's, there are some structural constraints, as there are in as I said, most uh, in Ireland and most of Europe and actually all, all all over the world now you're you're
0: obviously going to continue to be a researcher you know people don't realize that when you take up an academic management role certainly in Ireland anyway you you continue on research and you know it doesn't just stop and you you're just on the day job so you do continue your old life as as, as it were in your case you've been researching for a good few years in in very fascinating areas like social cognition and identity and so on so in terms of um, research more generally you, your colleagues, you know, UCD Smurfit has a very, and Quinn as well, has a very strong research stream. There's particular areas and pockets that you, you, you know, have really identified and, and have a strong research profile there. So how important is the research side of your new role? And and getting those wonderful bits of work disseminated to as wide an audience as possible.
1: This this is really a priority that is very, uh, very central for me, just uh, making sure that uh, the excellent research we do, and I I mean, we, uh, in our community, we do really cutting edge research on topics that are central to academic academic debate, but also c- central to the business world in general. Just to name a few, sustainability, uh, we have a very strong focus in the space across uh, all our subject areas, uh, disruptive technologies, health and well-being and uh, empowering humanity, which is a broad catch-all uh, uh, area, but really includes a lot of very relevant, uh, uh, very relevant areas that are timely, like leadership, for example, would be in the space. And uh, so our, our academics do excellent work. And I one of my uh, key priorities is to make sure the uh, implications of this excellent work for businesses, for policy, uh, really are disseminated and cultivated in, uh, in uh, the way they take place. And in doing so, I'm uh, thinking especially of ways to do that uh, through our social media, for example, or making sure that the insights of our work really reach Areas where they could be of interest and of relevance to inform the way businesses conduct their activities and, and uh, uh, possibly some of our insights mentioning some of the, some of the areas we've had recently uh, excellent work published in the area of say decent work uh, supply chains or uh, say in the space of diversity in organizations these are all issues that I'm aware from my own research as well, businesses are grappling with, there's more initiatives being launched in the space. So I think it's only natural that what we have to say, and we have a lot to say on these topics, uh, is, is disseminated as largely as, and widely as possible so that it can contribute to, uh, to inform business practice and policy. And, and you know, there's a, there's a good dissemination, that works both ways. So our work can speak and should speak to the practice and policy of business. But at the same time, like I mentioned before, there's also a, a link backward where what's happening out there informs what we do and what we are interested in as academics.
0: And in terms of then, finally, the, the Smurfit brand, it's, it's, it's a big brand. I think it was, as far as I know, and it could be corrected on this, but it's the first um, kind of named postgraduate business school that kind of broke itself out from the undergrad piece in Ireland, um, a long time ago now. So the the brand is strong, and obviously you want to strengthen it even further. But what's your own assessment as you come in of, of where things stand from that point of view?
1: I think you correctly said, you know, like the Smurfit brand is is really strong, is as uh, a strong resonance, but also I think it's uh, it, it has a meaning and underneath it. So Smurfit stands for something, stands for uh, for a legacy of impact, a legacy of being transformational, being innovative. And I think that is very important to be mindful of the legacy and just make sure that you continue strengthening it and you continue to to make sure that what is underneath, what the, the brand signifies for everybody who engages with them, which means our community, our partners, our alumni, but also everybody who's looking at us as a business school can see the resonance of the values that are and I think school brand. So certainly it's uh, I'm very mindful of it and uh, is uh, uh, a key priority for me to make sure that the resonance becomes possibly even more enhanced going forward. Well,
0: listen, good luck with it. Uh, it's great to speak to you again under far more pleasing circumstances than the last time we did a podcast together. You're a uh, fortnight into the job. I wish you the best of luck, as I'm sure our listeners do as well. It's a fascinating institution. And you're a fascinating person with a background that I think will really add something to the role. So thank you very much for joining us on Business Impact today.
1: Thank you so much, Amit. It was a pleasure to be on the podcast. And as you said, in very, very different situation.
0: Good luck and best wishes.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode of the UCD Business Impact Podcast, please subscribe to episodes on Apple Podcast our spotify we cover a broad range of topics with insights from business leaders around the world so there's sure to be something there for everyone i'd like to thank our production team of beth gormley and mike liffey they work tirelessly in the background sourcing interviewees editing promoting episodes and everything in between i've been your host emmett oliver and we hope you can join us next time on ucd business impact